Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today, we are going to be talking about all of the events from Thursday, November 4th of 2021. We have officially made it through the week, which is super duper exciting. Um, Today was middle of the road. I'm not going to say it was like super busy, but we do have quite a bit to talk about. Um, So Belgian royal family, still on vacation. Swedish royal family, still on vacation. Um, which is totally fine. It's probably like a half term for those two countries right now. No big deal. Um, so that is a little bit there. Um, so I will do today's episode, obviously, since I'm recording it right now. Um, and then I will take the weekend and I will be back, uh, recording on Sunday, posting on Monday over Friday, Saturday, and Sunday events. So that is coming up. Um, Friday, ironically, is, like, maybe a busier day, but maybe not. We'll see. Um, so that is the update there. So with that, we are going to jump right in with the British royal family. The United Kingdom. Today, it was day four of COP26, so the Prince of Wales is still in Glasgow, Glasgow, taking part in um, various different meetings. So today, he was, again, off-site of COP26, but at, like, the side events going on at Kellingrove, I think, Art Museum, I think is the name of it, Kellingrove. I could be a little bit wrong on that name. Um, So today he had several different um, meetings, mostly with climate activists. Um, So he met with indigenous people. So the one, the Clarence House described it, their social media described it as indigenous people. But then I saw like the mail, the Daily Mail refer to it as um, Native Americans. I am not sure which is correct. I mean, both can be correct at the same time. Um, so I don't know if they were indigenous to the Americas or if they are indigenous to another land. Um, but anyway, indigenous people where he was talking about climate change and the impact, um, that this is having on indigenous people. So, which is obviously, um, different than because they don't put this stuff into the world, um, they historically have taken really good care of their land and um, white European American people, now American people, have destroyed it. It's mostly on us. Developing nations have destroyed this. Um, Okay, so that was the first thing he did. And then he visited the Terra Carta Design Lab Um, which is part of the Sustainable Markets Initiative um, that highlights the need for collaboration of art, science, design, and engineering um, and is hosted by the Royal College of 
art in London. Um, I'm going to go on like an Apple fangirl moment. Um, so Sir Johnny Ive, who used to be the chief design officer at Apple. Um, so he was like responsible for designing the MacBooks and the iPhones. And like, that was primarily him first. Um, I first was introduced to him by just him saying aluminum, um, which I understand is how you say aluminum in the UK with like improper English. Um, we say aluminum here in the States because we're awful. No, I don't know. Um, but he is amazing. He is one of my favorites ever, like just favorite people. Um, and so that was really, really exciting. Um, Charles also met with Brazilian and Ugandan climate activists, the prime minister of Fiji. Um, he held a round table with private companies in Canada to talk about climate action and capitalism and like moving towards better practices. Um, and then in the evening, so like literally five, 10, 20, 10 minutes ago, I would say, um, the Clarence House social media sent out the tweet that he had been, um, he hosted a reception for some of the chief nego negotiators of COP. So, you know, we are all, I am, and most of the news world is talking about kind of the bigger glamorous events of COP, but like COP is literally a negotiation between all the world countries, like all the countries, to, um, mostly the, the Paris Climate Agreement countries, which are most of the countries in the world, um, to come together to talk about, like to actually come up with a, a, a plan. Um, so there's negotiators that are coming up with the monetary, like having these back and forth monetary conversations. So like, that's, what's really happening at COP. It's just where I obviously am talking about like the events that the Royals are attending, which are not those like day-to-day -day negotiations. Obviously for Charles, this is like <laughs> literally the culmination of 50 years of work at this point. Um, and so he is interested in how things are going. So that's why he held this reception. Um, also, like these people have some of the hardest jobs over the next couple of weeks of COP. So props to them. Um, so I think that's the end of events. Right now, for those, <laughs> for those who are curious, we're in like a kind of weird week. Um, these happen a couple times a year, twice. Um, so Europe typically ends daylight savings a week before the U.S. does. Um, so currently, right now, um, Europe is, England is four hours ahead and everywhere else is five hours ahead. So typically that's five and six. Um, so things are very possibly like evening things are still very possibly happening when I'm writing my outline. Right now, this week, I've been writing it later uh, simply because I know this. Um, but like, even so, I had finished my outline. I was literally like finishing it up, went and checked social media, saw I had a Twitter notification and saw that it was Clarence House posting. And that was at like 10 p.m. UK time. So it's just a weird week. Um, this will all be resolved. The U.S. does their uh, ending of daylight savings, I think, on Sunday. I hope because this is going to be really hard next week, which is what I'm considering the biggest state visit week. 
Um, so I'm really hoping Daylight Savings is at least a little figured out by then. Um, so yeah, so that is what was going on today in for Prince Charles. Now also today, the Duchess of Cornwall, I think is back in London. Um, and she took part in a couple of different events. I'm really upset. So far they have not um, shared where these were. So that's going to be on the court circular. But the court circular doesn't come out for two more hours. So I'm not waiting that long. That would be like 8.30. And not that I need to be a... Like I'm certainly not in bed or anything. But like I'm typically posting on, on socials by that time, um, which I do after I record. So this week is just a weird week. Um, <laughs> next week will hopefully not be as weird. But um, first she visited the production of the ITV show called Grace, um, which is a, a series at, adapted from the Roy Grace book series um, written by a British author called, I think his name is James Arthur, potentially. Um, forgot to write that part down, but it was, uh, the Roy Grace series or one of the books was a recommendation for the Duchess of Cornwall's reading room, which is Camilla's book club that she launched last year. Um, and has been taking part in like some various non-official events regarding that, um, cause it's been the year anniversary. Um, so she visited the series of the shooting location for that. Um, and then later in the day, she visited St. Wilfred's Hospice to mark the organization's 40th anniversary. Um, so during her visit, she was able to talk with staff, um, but she also spoke, uh, learned about the their program, Project Seahorse, which pro provides bereavement services for young people and children um, who are going through grief. Um, and then she also planted a commemorative tree as part of the Queen's Green Canopy, but also, again, to mark that 40th anniversary of the hospice. So that is what the British royal family was up to. Um, and so with that, we are going to move over now to the Danish royal family. Denmark. In Denmark today, there was one event, and I was very hesitant to even talk about this because there is thus far no communication from the Danish royal family that this event took place. It's on the calendar, so like there's that, but there's no post about it on the website. There's no social media post. There's no Insta, like no social media. Sometimes they'll put like something on Instagram and forget to put it on Facebook or something, but like nothing. I checked all the places. Um, it'll probably go up in the morning, but, um, and maybe nothing. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. But anyway, um, today Crown Prince Frederick attended a symposium hosted by the Fulbright Center of Denmark. So that is a... Um, offshoot, essentially, of the Fulbright program, um, which is a scholarship program, um, diplomacy, like, very foreign relation-y, um, thing that is hosted in the U.S., like, its primary is in the U.S. It's named for, I think, a former 
U.S. congressman or senator um, whose last name was Fulbright, but it basically goes, um, there are Fulbright scholars around the world, um, and then there are programs, Fulbright programs in a lot of different countries. So today, the Danish Fulbright system uh, center is celebrating, well, this year, marks their 70th anniversary, and it's also the 75th anniversary of the Fulbright program in general. Um, so they hosted this event called From Soft Diplomacy to Science Diplomacy, um, which is really about, like, this insane transition that we're going to right now, going through, um, where we obviously prefer diplomatic relations over, like, defense relations, obviously. Um, at least 99% of the world does. Um, but then right now we're going through this transition that is really like diplomacy focused on, um, like there is an offshoot of diplomacy right now that is very science-based and like sustainable energy and green conversations, um, versus the traditional like backdoor kind of diplomacy, um, so I think that's really interesting. I have not watched this symposium. I started to and I said, I can't do this because I will so nerd out and like that is not what we need to be doing right now. Um, so the event included speakers from, um, from the Chardes Char Affaires, who is basically right now the acting, I mean that is not his title, but he is right now the lead diplomat from the U.S. in Denmark because either we haven't named a Danish amb an ambassador to Denmark or if we have named them, they haven't begun or been Senate confirmed yet, which I think is going to be an ongoing problem. Um, like, I don't know. I'm just going to find out really quickly if any of our ambassadors have been confirmed yet. Um, so ambassador to Denmark from U.S. Um, so that's the, the Chardet Affair. So let's find out if someone has been even named yet. Um, yep, no, we have not had a new named ambassador yet. Um, gonna check one more thing, Joe Biden ambassador nominations. Um, oh, we did just have an ambassador to Jamaica announced. Okay, that's exciting. Um, okay, so we are getting some confirmations. Um, like one was just actually, oh, that's exciting. One was confirmed a couple days ago, the ambassador to Canada. Um, ambassador to Mexico. Let's see here. Okay, let's go to Europe. The ambassador to Austria <laughs> has been named. Um, yeah, no one else has really been confirmed in. Yeah. Mm -mm. Nope. 
no one else has been confirmed. So that's going on right now. Just there aren't a lot of green boxes on here, which means con confirmed. So there's there's that. <sighs> oh, someone was confirmed yesterday, but that's the ambassador to Israel. So, you know, anyway, the Chardonnay Affair is the lead diplomat right now. Um, okay. Sorry, my dog just, like, stepped on something, and I don't really remember where it was. So, anyway, um, so that is what Frederick was up to. Literally, there are no pictures of this. Like, I watched the live stream for 30 seconds to make sure he did, in fact, attend, um, and that's the extent of it. So, that is what was going on in Denmark, so now we are going to move over to Norway. Norway. In Norway today, King Harald, Queen Sonia, and Crown Prince Akun took part in events um, for the German president who is on an official visit to Norway. At the moment, this is not a state visit, uh, but it is an official visit focused on a few things after um, COP and after the G20. Although I'm not sure if he was at G20 or COP actually, because Angela Merkel did all that. I don't know. Hmm. I have questions. Um, but anyway, today he and his wife, First Lady um, Elke Budenbender, are in Norway. They are all. They will also be there tomorrow. Um, but he is taking part in events with the Norwegian Prime Minister a lot tomorrow. Um, but today, he had a few events with the royal family. Um, so first, he and um, his wife and Crown Prince Akun visited the naval ship FGS Berlin. So I don't know if this is like what he traveled on or if it's just like docked right now it's I'm very confused by it the the description of the event was not super helpful on this um but like they met outside of it so I don't really know um but the there was a conversation about um Norwegian and German cooperation uh, military cooperation naval cooperation etc um with the commanders and stuff on the ship. So I do think this is still like an active member of the fleet. Um, but I don't really know. Um, so that was the first event. And then later on, um, King Harald, Queen Sonia, and Crown Prince Akun held a meeting and also offered um, lunch for the president and first lady. Um, so this is like... third or fourth time I feel like I've really talked about the German president um and I still don't really understand I think he is like I think their system is very similar to like Portugal's and Italy's where like there's a prime minister and a president the president um and in this case in Germany it would be Chancellor Merkel is the head of state I think and then the president serves as, like, 
the prime minister um, or president of the government. So like this is how a lot of monarchies are and really most of the world runs like this um, where the head of state is a sea. But then I don't know because Germany's kind of like in a world of its own in that Chancellor Merkel has a huge role had a huge role I still don't know when she's leaving office if she's still in office I don't know I saw an emotional moment with Emmanuel Macron yesterday between them and it literally made me cry because those two held the world together for four years um which was great of them and uh yeah I just I don't really understand someday I might dive into like understanding Germany and what is going on um, and maybe I'll do it before next week when Den the Danish royals visit Germany on a state visit. Okay, goal. I will have an understanding of the German government system by then because <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, okay, so that is what was going on today in Norway. So now we are going to go ahead and move over to the Spanish royal family. Spain. We are ending our episode again today with the Spanish royal family. So there were a few events, lots, lots going on today. Um, so first, King Felipe held a meeting with the president of Ecuador, President Lasso, who is on an official visit to Spain and also like a larger part of the uh, European tour. So he was at COP26 um, and now he is making like an inaugural visit to Europe. Um, so he was inaugurated in May. King Felipe actually attended that inauguration um, as he does for most Ibero-American presidents. It's pretty normal for him to be at um, presidential transitions of these countries. Um, so they held an, a meeting today. Um, obviously the president is going to like meet with other officials as well. Um, but again, just like the customary meeting with King Felipe. Um, then he traveled to Cordoba to close the Spanish Confederation of Directors and Executives Conference, um, which is a few day conference uh, focused on Spanish companies and different topics relating to that. So growth, um, employment, like employability. Um, so basically raising the unemployment rate in Spain um, and how to do that. Um, and then management responsibility. So it's basically just like a bunch of the big leaders in business come together to talk about like what they can do better, what challenges they're facing, um, what's going really well, you know, all of that. Um, so that was the second part of his day. Um, meanwhile, Queen Letizia was on the last day of her, her cooperation visit to Paraguay. Um, so she took on several events, but I want to talk about something really quickly. So I mentioned yesterday that like, it's seeming like people in Paraguay were a little offended that she wasn't like dressing up for things um and I even said like oh it's an evening reception like maybe you should be wearing a dress like even casual that's fine you own plenty um but then today I read a quote from a 
political person in Paraguay that said that they deserved to see her in a dress. And I just want to say, like, I think there were a few times, yeah, she definitely should have not been in the red vest. For sure. For example, today she had lunch with the president. Maybe not a time to wear the red vest. I understand there wasn't, like, a lot of time to change between, but, like, just take the red vest off. I don't know. Something. Not that hard, at least is my thinking. But apparently I was wrong. Um, but... First of all, you don't, a country does not deserve anything. You're getting a visit from the Queen of Spain. Like, you're not entitled to anything from that. Uh, I know I certainly would not feel like I deserved to see her in a dress if she visited my country. I live in the U.S. I'm going to see her in a dress if she visits my country, but I don't feel like I'm entitled to it because I don't own her. Like, I don't know. I was very put off by this. Like, also, I remember when she traveled to Mozambique for a cooperation visit, wore a new dress to have lunch with the president, and got crap. Like, can we stop having these double standards for women? Like, you would give her crap if she dressed up in an expensive dress and she's visiting a poor country. And you give her crap if she doesn't wear a dress. What do you want? You don't want either. I, nope, don't like it. I also disagree with her not wearing a dress. Like, but I don't feel like she should have done it because they deserved it. It was just like, seemed a really strange place to not wear a dress or even dress up. I don't need her to wear a literal dress, but like dress pants, take off the jacket and the boots and change into flats. Like, I don't know something. I don't know. Like, I, I'm very torn. I, like, I want to see it because I want to see it. I don't think I deserve to see it, but I'm, I don't know. It was, it's very confusing. And like, we do this to all royal women, but like, for some reason, this one just seems to be like rubbing me the wrong way. I think it's because that politician, the female politician, by the way, said she deserved to see her in a dress when she visited their country. No, no, you do not. You do not deserve anything. Okay. Feminist rant over. Women don't owe anybody anything. We're people. Okay. All right. Um, so today she had a very busy schedule again, as these cooperation visits are like marathon events. Um, so she, first she visited the Banyado Sur Family Center, um, which actually is a dedicated center to the prevention and care for women and girls who are victims of sexual violence and human trafficking, uh, for sexual, like sexual trafficking. Um, and so she was able to learn about the work that they do. She was able to talk to um, people who use, women who use the services of the center, um, victims, and um, learn about their experience and, like, how the center has helped them. Um, she took part in, like, an, a meeting about the work. Um, so that was the first event, and then she also later on visited the Spanish Cultural Center, which is part of um, a network of cultural centers that are run by the Spanish Association for Cooperation and Development. That um, they're very cool in that they um, introduce people to Spanish culture, 
um, and then also serve as like a central location, um, in this case in Asuncion, which is the capital of Paraguay. Um, so it's like, oh, like we can meet at the Spanish Cultural Center and do this. Um, so it's like a very cool, just center that does a lot of, that holds a lot of different functions. So I thought that was really awesome. Um, and then her last official like visit was to um, the Entrepreneur Training Center, which is run by the Ministry of Labor in the country. So this is a place for entrepreneurs to hone their skills and develop. Um, and then to end that day, she had the lunch um, at the presidential residence with the president and first lady of Paraguay. I should also mention that for most of this um, trip, she was accompanied by the first lady of Paraguay, which is kind of normal for these cooperation visits. Um, she did a cooperation visit to Haiti in 2018, possibly, um, and was accompanied there. And I think the one she did in Honduras, she also was accompanied by the First Lady of Honduras as well. Um, that one was last December. So, um, and then I've seen like one picture of her leaving. So she is officially on her way back to Spain. Um, I doubt she's back already because that was, she departed around four and that's only been a few hours. And it takes a while to get to Spain. But that is what was going on. So she has no more events this week. Um, King Felipe does have a few events tomorrow, though. So with that, I am going to end this episode. I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. Um, please check out all the things, thedailyroyal.com, The Daily Royal on Instagram, shop The Daily Royal on Etsy. And I will talk to you all on Monday. Bye.